Alrighty, we got a bit of a bonus episode here. We ain't talking Simpsons. Well, actually, no, I guess that's not technically true. We are talking Simpsons a little bit, but we're talking about some of our favorite Christmas movies and some of our least favorite Christmas movies and some of our favorite Christmas TV shows and some of our least favorite Christmas TV shows. Before I get into too much more, still got to have that cold open. Here's a memorable Christmas line from Shane. Merry Christmas. Shitter was full. A wonderful Christmas message from Shane Lynch. Remember, everybody, around this holiday season, many people forget to check their shitters. So mm-hmm. make sure your shitter um, isn't and full. Empty it in the storm drain just outside yes. on the street. So that your old great uncle who wears the wig gets exploded on Christmas Eve. But uh, Shane, this was a wonderful idea um, because you are a big fan of Halloween movies and you're a big fan of Christmas movies and kind of like the Christmas season in general. Where we Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. Favorite yeah. time of year. Favorite this holiday. Is, this is like your thing. Like you love to binge watch shows. You always uh, inform uh, our fellow coworkers about some of the newest Christmas stuff that's out there or maybe some of the things that they may not have heard of that are kind of cool from the past. This is like your time of year. So this this makes sense that uh, we're doing a little bit of a bonus episode. So how this is going to work, we are going to talk uh, a little bit of Simpsons and stuff off the top. But really, we just want to go into some of our um, nostalgic memories about some of the best and worst Christmas TV shows and movies there are. Um, just kind of riff on them. Uh, a little bit and see what kind of stuck in our memory. So a similar vein to our regular episodes of Simpsons episode by episode, but obviously in Christmas. um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So So, uh, yeah, disclaimer, this is not going to be a Simpsons only podcast, like a bonus, you know? So if you, uh, you know, if you like Christmas just as much as us, then uh, yeah, enjoy the ride. Yeah. We might have some Christmas hot takes here that uh, you go, Oh, I can't believe you, uh, dislike this movie or you actually like this movie so we'll it's see. true yeah I'd, I'd like to see get out of said simpsons underscore ebe uh if you disagree with any of our picks uh, in this episode but let's kick it off with a little bit of let's kick it off with a little bit of simpsons because after all uh we are a simpsons themed um series so when you think simpsons and christmas what are coming just just those two words out there what are some of the things that immediately come to your mind uh well uh, family setting, um, like Bart stealing a video game, uh, like there's just, or making a snowman out of like, uh, okay. So Marge may not be proud is one of my favorite Simpsons Christmas episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so like my mind immediately goes there when I think Simpsons and Christmas, of course there's many Christmas episodes from the Simpsons, but that would probably be where my mind goes straight off the bat. And you say that's actually one of your favorite ones because that is one of my least favorite uh, Simpsons episodes. Not just Christmas. Like Thrill House? You know, and you know why it is? Um, It's because I just, I I can't believe Bart would stoop that low. Like he isn't uh, Nelson and and Jimbo and stuff. You know, he sees those guys in the try and save and um, they're stealing their stuff. And there are some great moments from that episode. Like you said, there's Thrill Ho. 
Don Brodka, you did a great impression of his uh, answering machine earlier this season in, in season three um, mm-hmm. for a cold open. Like there are some good moments, but I always used to turn that episode off when I was a kid um, because I just, I couldn't, I don't know if like I saw myself as Bart, like, oh, come on. Bart. Oh, like you yeah. didn't, yeah, I'd never do that. My moral compass, like it almost yeah. hurt you as a character. Yeah. A, a little bit. Yeah. And like, I felt that Bart Bart's character. character wouldn't stoop that low to do something, though the ending is very sweet that he does end up going back and. Oh, uh, and it has that great to- line where, uh, <laughs> Homer puts up the the kitty or the the kid fence, and uh, Marge says, "You can't run from me, Bart. I spend twenty three hours a day here." And then Homer puts up the the kitty the kitty fence, and he's like, "Get him, Ma!" It's, yeah, uh, I love he's, that. You can't hide from me in this house, Bart. I spend twenty three hours a day here. <laughs> Get him, Ma. He's got that Southern drawl for that kind of line there. But yeah, and, and it also is Lee Carvello's putting challenge. Like, um, Welcome to Lee Carvello's putting challenge. I am Carvello. Now choose a club. You have chosen a three wood. May I suggest a putter? Three wood. Now enter the force of your swing. I suggest feathered touch. You have entered power drive. Now push seven, eight. Seven, two swing. Ball is in. Parking lot. Would you like to play again? You have selected no. That kind of. That, yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, the, you know where that, I do like that part because it was always, as a kid growing up, there was always, you know, a video game or two that you had to have on Christmas morning. That was like the game you wanted. So to make mm-hmm. sure that your parents got not only the right game, but for the right console as well was always key because I, I remember one year um, my my Nana bought me the right game. What was it? I think it might have been an, Oh, an, wrong system, game, but wrong system. And then after mm. that, my dad said, OK, don't give those to your Nan. She, you know, she doesn't really know. She doesn't get the the console lingo and stuff like that. She just sees the game. She thinks it, and that's pretty fair, right? I, yeah, um, if you're not yeah. in, yeah, not into it. You know, uh, I'm a sucker for video games in The Simpsons, like in the show. Uh, the episodes that we've reviewed in the past, if there's like a lot of arcade stuff or like uh, video game footage, I'm kind of a sucker for that. So that's one of the reasons why I like Marge. Not, Marge, uh, be not proud. Uh, so yeah. Right, because then we also get the the debut of Bone Storm. Uh, in oh that yeah, one. that great commercial. You want excitement? Dump this up your stocking! Whoa! Yeah. Yes, yes. Are you? Shove are, this in your stocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you a fan of fighting games? Like, like, because obviously, no, that's... I hate them. Actually, I, I don't like fighting games at all. Like playing no, me them. Too. I don't like remembering button combinations to enjoy a game. Um, I, I just don't like combos. There's obviously a huge market for that. Fighting games are huge. Um, but yeah, it's just not for me. Yeah, I mean, either. I like Smash Bros. Kind of, yeah, Smash Brothers. all right. Um, I'd rather play that than like a tournament fighter like Mortal Kombat, which Bonestorm is based on, or uh, Street Fighter 2 or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always cool to see the video game references uh, uh, in the Simpsons. Um, 
But like yeah, Christmas-wise, The Simpsons it has a huge. Christmas and The Simpsons are synonymous with each other. Episode one of The Simpsons is you know Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. Uh, or sorry, no, uh, Simpsons Roasting Over Fire. Simpsons Roasting yeah. Over Fire. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much a miracle. But it's funny that our <laughs> mind doesn't really go to that because yeah, that it one is, is it's episode, episode one. Yeah, it's the very first episode. But my mind doesn't really go to that. My mind doesn't really go to. You know what? Miracle on Evergreen Terrace 2. I uh, I think I'm not a huge fan of that one either. Because again, it's one of those things like, Bart, come on. You really, you tried to cover up your burning down your family's Christmas essentially by burying it in the snow. Like snow melts, first of all. That's that's kind of dumb. And uh, like the, the whole, the whole, uh, yeah, hit the cover up there. It, again, it's a character thing. It's like, come on, man, really? That's what you're. That's what you're gonna do there. Um, and it's the same thing with. Uh, there's an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Um, I'm not gonna get into the TV shows just yet, but th- I, that just reminds me a lot of Malcolm in the Middle. Um, when the kids, Lois tries to ban Christmas, she hides all the the presents in the garage, and uh, Malcolm, Reese, and Dewey go out and open them at midnight on uh, Christmas Eve, going to Christmas Day, and like just terrible, terrible people. And I don't know. I guess when I think Christmas and even episodes and movies like it's supposed mm-hmm. to be good stuff you know not not uh not i see a theme of uh things you dislike in terms of uh simpsons christmas the bad character flaws yeah or doing bad on a christmas episode basically i, I guess so yeah um I, I guess i'm a sucker when it comes to christmas for more sentimental things like when i think you know how i said to you off the top when you think Simpsons and Christmas and just take those two words, what do you think of? I think of like, it's a, it's the Friday night where school has just Mm. ended for the Christmas break. There might be a merit, maybe a Saturday night. There may be a marathon on somewhere of Christmas, uh, Simpsons, Christmas, uh, shows like the episodes. And I'm sitting there with my dad and, you know, uh, we're having a snack after dinner, watching this marathon. And then maybe, um, Rudolph or the Grinch or another Christmas movie like Christmas Vacation or something would come on after. So for me, it's kind of synonymous with, you know, being there with my family. My mom would watch them too. Um, so it's, it's kind of like synonymous with family gathering that even that lead up to Christmas, like those couple of days between the end of school um, at Christmas break to Christmas Day. For some reason, that kind of is like intertwined in my mind. But the first episode. So, hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I don't want to ruin your answer actually. So I might've, I was going to say maybe that's leading into something, but yeah, go. Kind of. And one of the things that it uh, leads into the kind of the first episode that comes to mind when I think Simpsons Christmas episodes is the Funzo episode. Um, There's a lot of nostalgia there. Yeah. This Christmas, everybody wants Funzo. Funzo? I said that name in class. Funzo soft and cuddly. With lots of firepower. Oh, I loved the Funzo one because I remember watching that. I believe I watched it when it like live when it first came out. And, you know, Funzo is based off Furby and, uh, you know, all the, all the hype that comes around uh, certain Christmas presents and that kind of connection when you're a kid really hoping for that one. You know, there are a couple of things that you might hope for, but there's that one kind of like the video game that you, you just got to have. You really want to have that one. And uh, so kind of that that hope and that chase for that toy. And then the Funzo episode is just fantastic. You got the Gary Coleman. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a good episode. Yeah, for sure. The, oh, yeah. Homer with the Funzos throwing them into the fire and the little song he sings. 
uh, before he does that. And uh, uh, <laughs> Gary Coleman really does steal that episode, actually. He's, he's quite good. It's a, that, it's a uh, that has Homer pretend to be the Grinch in it, no? Uh, that has Homer stealing the Funzos. Yeah. Yes. Does he yes. say, like, you're a mean one, Homer J? No? Is no, that that's, that's no, not that's that a different one. one. That's, the one that's the one where Homer's coming in through like the back door and window and Bart and Lisa are singing carols while Homer steals the Funzos. Oh, yeah, sorry, but it is the same episode. Yeah, roger that. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's kind of where my mind goes um, for Simpsons. Is there a bad... Like, I, I won't call Marge Be Not Proud mm. and them bad episodes. I just... You know, I, I guess it's the character moments, but are there any bad Simpsons episodes, Christmas episodes, I should say, out there? It depends. Do you like prunes? Do I like prunes? No, I do not like oh, prunes. Oh, pruny night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pruny night. The stars are sweetly ringing. It is the 15th season. Um,. He, he buys himself that like uh, calendar or whatever. The um, uh, yeah, the multi. It's basically like a phone before smartphones for smartphones. Right. But it, yeah. It, it, yeah. The nonsense thing. It was like yeah. It was like hey Google before. If if Google would just randomly tell you things without asking, that's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. Or like a big, the Alexa or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bigger, creepier Alexa because it would talk to you without actually. Uh, I love that line from Lisa, though. This is offensive to Christians and prunes. And prunes. That one's not bad. That one's okay. There are a lot of uh, later Simpsons episodes, obviously, that I haven't seen in general. So that sure. includes the Christmas ones. Um, I thought the way you were describing your perfect Christmas, which is like after school and all that, I thought you were going to say that uh, Skinner's Sense of Snow was your favorite because that episode literally takes place right before Christmas break. Oh, but this oh, happens to be a snowstorm. Yes. Skinner's Sense, Skinner sense of Snow is fantastic i completely how did i miss that one because you have the stupid uh like like really hokey 50s christmas movie with uh the christmas that almost wasn't but was and i love you too i am you and you are you oh you and me together you can see um and uh homer and flanders trying to to save the kids yeah, that's that's a really good one. Again, it's kind of the same type of thing, right? Like you said, right before Christmas break. Um, type oh, yeah. Of thing. Yeah, that's, that's a really good one. Um, yeah, shout out to that episode. That's a very underrated um, Christmas <laughs> That's episode. one of my favorites. I saw a lot of good one-liners there. You got like nibbles, chew through my ball sack. You got the subtitles on the wolves where it's like, um, uh, it's like, I smell human meat. I smell human meat also. And then they start digging to try that's to right. get like to the kids. That's um, right. Gosh. <laughs> the uh, yeah, the misdirection when the the projector thing catches on fire. Nelson, uh, buy a DVD. This is a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, get a DVD. This is a DVD. Yeah, lots of yeah. That's a good one. Very underrated. Oh, episode. Yeah. Oh, that whole little short where it's like, I will always be true. <laughs> He's to been you. singing. Forever. And then Nelson's like, What the <laughs> hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, I gotta watch that episode after we're done. Um, yeah, it's a good episode. Recording this, yeah, we're recording this a few days, we week or so before before Christmas. The, so. the fight before Christmas wasn't that great. Which one's that one? Oh, that's all the way in. Uh, that's from uh, 2010. That's oh, um, I've definitely not seen that one. That has like the whole. That's when they really started to like do the whole. So, um, what's her face is in that episode. 
They they do the whole puppet intro. Uh, oh, Jeff Dunham, my boy. <laughs> no, 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 with no. Katy Perry. Yeah, oh, Katy God, Perry okay. and like Moe's being a perv or whatever, because Katy Perry's got like uh, Simpsons like really tight dress on or whatever. Okay. Uh, it's not it's not my favorite episode. That's that's much. that doesn't that's, sound yeah. very good. Yeah, that doesn't sound very good. But um, we've uh, we've shared our Simpsons memories and kind of what Simpsons and Christmas combined means to us. But obviously, there are a plethora of episodes out there in the TV world from. Uh, current day and long, long ago, there's some really good ones and some also not so great ones in general. Um, so if I had to ask you this, and this is non Simpsons, by the way, this is our whole non Simpsons portion. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to listen to us now, yeah, fine, go away. But if you want to stick around for the Simpsons, you should stick the, around. Yeah you, yeah, you should stick around for the for the Christmas memories in it's general. It's going to get interesting. Yeah, because I'm very curious because I have no idea what you've listed uh, for these lists. So if you had to go with your top five, again, this is non Simpsons. Top five non-Simpsons Christmas episodes or TV shorts, whatever, um, in no particular order, what are the first five that came to your mind? So, yeah, no order. Uh, these are the ones that I have to watch every year pretty much. They're my favorite. Uh, this was harder. Like, just the picking favorites were a lot harder than picking uh, the worst, in my opinion. Because there's this, there's actually quite a few, like, good TV episodes that are non-Simpsons but are Christmas related they're actually probably, really good yeah there's probably more good than bad so it's a little bit harder to pick the good now a lot of this is probably just nostalgic because I grew up watching some of these and I just kind of continue to watch them but mm-hmm. um, yeah so best TV episodes non-Simpsons related no particular order uh, I have Garfield Christmas special uh, it's a really like sweet 20 minute like just I guess all these kind of be 20 minutes but uh, just kind of episode where Garfield goes and visits John's like family for Christmas at his at his uh his like mom and dad's farm, and uh, like Odie makes Garfield a cat scratcher, and there's like this touching scene where uh, Garfield finds these old uh, letters from uh, the the war, their love letters to like uh, uh, John's grandma from uh, her husband. There's like a touching moment right there. Why, thank you, Garfield. What's this? Oh, my. Oh, my. What are they, Grandma? John, these are love letters your grandpa sent me when we were courting a long, long time ago. My darling, if the sea were of ink and the sky of parchment, I could not begin to write my love for you. Love it. Great episode. Very sweet. Um, Very sweet. Yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Yeah. This is really good. Um... If you don't like that one, you're Scrooge. Like, yeah, is what it is. Uh, and plus, like Charlie Brown, like that that whole t- episode kind of opens with like Charlie Brown is depressed at Christmas. He's like, I don't feel happy. It's Christmas time. Like, I don't feel happy. I should. I don't feel the way I should. Everyone else is happy. I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. Just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Like I feel like that's relatable to a lot of people around the holidays. Uh, Interesting that that came yeah. out too. That came out in the, the 60s, I believe. Wasn't it late 60s, early 70s that that short came uh, yeah. out? So the fact that they were dealing with that at that time, 
is a little bit different. Uh, and, you know, everything usually is, uh, well, was up until that point, you know, very cheery. Yeah, see, right, mid-60s. So it's pretty uh, ahead of its time to, to realize that, you know, it, it is okay to be sad. You know, you don't have to be, um, there, there are a lot of people who are sad around this time. It might not be the happiest of seasons for them. So, yeah, pretty ahead of its time. All right, and then, uh, okay, so weird one. Um, Christopher the Christmas tree. Is that that? Yes. Is, is that a musical one? Is that a musical one? Um, okay, it's from 1993. Uh, the story of a scraggly pine tree whose fondest wish is to become a beautiful Christmas tree. Uh, <laughs> I, I know it's a 30 minute short, it's very like kind of christian heavy ish uh at at one point uh there's a like an owl that can't fly uh basically this tree is asking for it it's like please chop me down and put lights on me so i can die in two weeks like his his whole goal is to be a christmas tree but he's too small and then when next christmas comes around he's too big uh spoiler alert you know he becomes the united nations christmas tree and he sings a song about it. I believe the United Nations Christmas tree should have a name. Let him be known as Christopher, because a man named Christopher discovered this part of the world. And also we find the name Christ in both Christmas and Christopher. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. I'm the whole world's Christmas tree. And then oh. all the, and he saves a bunch of animals. A bunch of animals like live in him as like a habitat. And they're like, but Christopher, this is like your first Christmas, but this is your last Christmas. And he's like, yeah, it's okay. Just like plant all my, all my, uh, seedlings. Uh, seedlings. And they're like, okay, we'll do that. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like it a sounds, cute little song. <laughs> that sounds like a really weird, like somebody took parts of like, they, they want to be like, okay, let's tell the pers- the story of Charlie Brown's tree from this Christmas special from its perspective, but then mix in the ugly duckling and, um, uh what's it called um ah crap i forget um uh noah's ark that's like oh, the story sure. of noah's ark yeah. all the animals i don't know that's that's a very very strange and somewhat obscure <laughs> one but there's also like uh weasels or whatever that have uh matches and try to burn him that yeah was, that's a like a scene as well but yeah uh it, it, if i were to compare the animation to something i could compare it to like kind of the vibe of brave little toaster uh, gotcha gotcha yeah. yeah uh okay so next on my list is a flintstones christmas carol from 1994 this is uh i reference this quite a bit i referenced it quite a bit uh the last two years due to covid and everyone catching uh covid uh the bedrock bug is going rampant uh during uh a time when the flintstone gang is prepping for the musical a live performance of scrooge word don't tell me the bedrock bug and fled flintstone is uh scrooge himself and yeah there's a lot of antics that go on there interesting that uh that's kind of a weird combo that they're in a they're in scrooge but they're in prehistoric yes like, yeah there's a there's like a flu bug okay i don't remember that one yeah and there's a flu bug one. going around everyone's catching the bedrock bug that is what the the, the flu is called um, so I've been making references to that. I don't think anyone's actually caught on. Um, <laughs> no, but whenever someone is so. <laughs> in my own little world, that's yeah. The bedrock bug is what's going around. Um, 
Okay, and then for my last one, this was tough because there was a lot. I, I kept switching this one out with other ones, but I finally landed on the Hey Arnold uh, Christmas episode called uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mister Hun and, and May Reunite for, I think I butchered both those names, uh, Reunite for Christmas from 1996. Yes, yes, that is a very, very, um, oh man, it tugs at your heartstrings the end when he reunites with his daughter, Mr. Huang. Father? My, I can't believe it. My, is it really you? Look at you, everyone. This is my, my daughter. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas, Mr. Wen. Hey oh, Arnold, man. way underrated show. Honestly, the stories that Hey Arnold tells, a lot of them are really good you should definitely make your kid watch hey arnold anyways um <laughs> it's uh it's really good teaching moments uh the whole Very, episode yeah. is basically that uh there's a uh, brief synopsis is like there's a secret santa uh arnold you know never lived a lavish life he's like sharing uh like a loft with a bunch of people and his grandparents because it's assumed that his you know, parents have passed away in some dramatic accident that's never really explained. I think maybe it is later in the show, but I don't recall that episode. But anyways, um, yeah, he helps like reunite uh, this guy with his daughter that he, I think, gave away during the Vietnam War. That's what yes. it's uh, implied. Yeah. And uh, it also, uh, he has to, Arnold has to give things up to give to someone else. And so does... Um, uh, what is Helga. the bully's name? Helga, yeah. Helga has to give up like her ski boots that she really wants to help Arnold out. That's uh, right. That's right. So he can yeah. get it done. A great episode. Uh, and definitely a tearjerker for sure. Yeah. Hey, Arnold, one of the most underrated cartoons of all time, because um, especially if, you, if you're if you like a middle income, lower income type of family, um, you, you might identify with it a little bit more. Uh, but there are a lot of good life lessons in general in that in that TV show. A lot of, you know, never give up on your friends. Mm -hmm. And always help your friends out type of messages. And that's another one is that always, uh, there's always help people out because, you know, especially when you're living in a lower income area, com uh, community and friends are um, very much relied upon and very important in, in everyone's lives. So those, that's a really interesting list. A lot, a little yeah. bit all over the place there. You had some kids. I do episodes. have an honorable mention too. I went, I broke the rules. Uh, go ahead, I, go ahead. I had to give one. Okay. It just came out last week. Uh, the Rick and Morty season six. Oops, sorry. Uh, Rick and Morty. I just shook my mic. Uh, Rick and Morty season huh. six, uh, episode ten. Uh, was it Rictional uh, Morpoon's Rickmas Mortication? Yeah, great did episode. You just make, did you just have a stroke? What did you just? Yeah, say? I almost did that trying to read that. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically the episode is Rick gives a bunch of like interdimensional, uh, interdimensional gifts to his family and. Uh, <laughs> One of them is a two-hour extra footage cut of Miracle on 34th Street, uh, which is an ongoing gag throughout the episode, which is really funny. And the episode is also kind of based around this fact that what would happen if you just dropped a lightsaber perfectly vertical? <laughs> it would just keep going, right? Um, so the whole episode is kind of like around that well, a bunch of Christmas stuff is happening. It's uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay, I'm not a big fan of Rick and Morty. Never, I've never been, but I might. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll give that one. 
Maybe I'll give that one a, a quick check because that kind of sounds kind of interesting. All right, my what top five. What would happen if you dropped oh. it? But yes, yours. I've been rambling. I, no, actually, you know what? No, the lightsaber, it's a good question. I don't really know a bunch. I've never seen a full Star Wars movie in full. I can't. It's not my <laughs> thing. I've tried multiple times. It multi, not, just, not just The New Hope, but um, like a couple of different ones. I can't do it. I, I just well, you couldn't like get it. into episode one where it's a, it's a trade dispute. Kids love trade disputes. Oh, man. Like nothing like a trade war to uh to set oh, off yeah. a, a whole um storyline for an entire franchise you know hook the kids right on that one no I don't, I don't so i don't know about that that's an interesting question i don't really know how lightsabers work but uh my top five i stuck with a uh they're basically you, you know tv sh- tv shows uh, not so much the shorts these are the ones that kind of came to my head and again in no particular order um well i'm gonna cheat a little bit there are two king of the hill episodes that i always watch uh, number one, first one is one where Hank goes blind when he sees his mom and uh, <laughs> yeah. Hank. That's my mother's robe. As soon as I'm out of sight, he makes her do the laundry. This is weird. Sounds like the dryer's on, but all their clothes are on the floor. Gary having sex on the kitchen table um, and Gary takes me to the mega church to try to get cured. Uh, great one. Cause it's like both um, it's got a little bit of Christmas, a little bit of a Jewish background in there too, too kind of a cool mix there. Uh, and then the one where Bill opens up his own Santa land, but he can't give it up because that's his, like his thing. That's the only way that people. Oh like yeah. Him. It's depressing. But good. It, it is. It's, it's kind of a bit of a bit of dark humor there. Uh, communities. Uh, Abed's crazy Christmas when everything is in claymation. I, I love that episode. It's brilliantly done. Um, bit sad, uh, you know, that Abed um, is kind of in. I won't I won't spoil that one if you haven't seen it. If you are a, if you aren't a community fan, go please watch that show because it's amazing. Uh, and that episode is absolutely fantastic. Brilliantly done. Um, the uh, uh, Yankee swap in the office when they do when they play Yankee swap and uh, Jim with the teapot to Pam. Thank you very much, Santa, whoever you are. It's awesome. There's a little more to it. All right, next. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael's dissatisfaction with Phyllis, Phyllis's oven mitt is just fantastic. And Creed giving Jim the old shirt. Great episode of The Office. Um, these are all kind of from my favorite shows, I guess, in general. Uh, a very sunny Christmas from season six when one of the best visual gags, if not the best in the history of It's Always Sunny, when uh, Frank sews himself, Danny DeVito sews himself into the couch. So he can spy on uh, his former co-workers and what they're saying about him when he pops naked out of the couch, just sweaty and struggling to live. Just fantastic. I think that's my first F bomb, but it was it was relegated or relegated. It was um, deserved for for that. It has to be just just a perfect way of describing that. And then a, a kind of an interesting one. Um, I think this is from around 20, 2009, 2010. Uh, the Family Guy episode Christmas time is killing us. I don't know if that's the, the episode name. I think it's actually Road to the North Pole where Brian and Stewie go. to the Oh, North Pole yeah. And they find out that people's um, over uh, not fascination, but I guess 
consumerism, over-consumerism and the demand to have just more and more things is destroying the North Pole because they can't keep up with the production. And long time ago, I made toys for little boys and girls. I loved my work and they loved me. But it just got out of hand. The world's population kept growing and growing. Kids wanted more toys, fancier toys. We used to make wooden choo-choos and rag dolls. You ever try to make an iPod? I've got orders for millions of them. It's sucking the life out of them. It's the, the, the meaning of Christmas about being there with your friends and family uh, has kind of been lost. Everyone just wants material things. Kind of a, a deeper message for a Family Guy episode, but a pretty good one at that. Um, now, we uh, there's, there's so many to choose from. Like, I went from some of my favorite shows. You went just kind of mm-hmm. in general. There are some bad Christmas episodes out there. Um, Absolutely. Or, or, or shorts. I'm curious to see what you had in your top five because we've been very different for our top five best. Let's Which is interesting. Yeah. 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 It's kind of nice that we have different tastes. You're more of a mm. TV person, more of a movie person. Yes, most definitely. Most well, definitely. When it comes to holiday stuff. Uh, plus we grew up. Yeah. Like uh, we had no doubles so far. No doubles. Like I found it interesting that yours had the, the, the Christmas tree one where you even said it has a, it's pretty like got a Christian undertone to it and you're not really a religious guy. No, but not at all. You, you got into that one. I'm a very nostalgic person, so my sister and I grew up watching that special. I think it was like on Nickelodeon or YTV a couple years in a row, and then I found like a really bad, someone posted on YouTube, and no one's going to copyright strike that because no one cares, um, <laughs> pretty much. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just a nostalgic thing. I don't think it's, if I were to show it to someone who had never seen it, I'm pretty sure they would never watch it again. Um, one, It's just one of those. Right. Just nostalgia. Right. Gotcha. Straight nostalgia. Okay. So your your worst five. Let's get her let's get her going on the Mitchell here. What are your worst five? Uh the Star Wars holiday special from nineteen seventy eight. Now I've heard that one is bad. Have you actually watched it? Because I've never watched that. I have gotten through half of it so far. I found it this year. Um it was a TV special. It was like it was a big deal when it was announced that right. Star Wars was gonna do a holiday uh Christmas special uh on TV. And if this sounds, I know you haven't watched any, you know who Chewie is, yeah? Yeah, The hairy guy, sure. So how about him and Han are in the Millennium Falcon, and Chewie is complaining that he's late for his Christmas party or get-together with his family. That's it, I'm turning back. I know your family's waiting. I know it's an important day. All right, we'll give it a try. I'll set your coordinates. We'll jump off. I'll get you back there in time, pal. Trust me. Because apparently Chewie's got a wife and kids and like cousins and shit, and they're all getting together to hang. It's so bad. It's it's because most of the time it's just like you're hearing Chewie talk the whole time, which is nonsense. This like, is complete nonsense. Yeah. Sorry to all the chewy linguists out there but um the episode the the whole thing is so notoriously bad that's not even on disney plus yeah it's one of the worst rated show not just christmas shows but shows specials whatever you want to call it ever i, I know that it's it's like notorious for being that that bad so you've only been able to manage to get through halfway so through. far yeah um yeah, just yeah it, it doesn't sound very appealing especially if you have to listen to chewbacca and i know i'm saying that wrong it's Chewbacca. How does he not know that? Isn't it Chewbacca? Well, I say Chewbacca, so deal with it. All right, that's next one. 
Uh, next one would be it's Christmas time again. Charlie Brown from 1992. What is that? There one? was a sequel to a Charlie Brown Christmas special or Charlie Brown Christmas rather. They did it as all companies do when they strike gold. They try to you know, I don't know, Pocahontas to us or whatever. Just you know? milk it, just straight yeah. milk it. Um, yeah, there's straight up trying to milk it. It was just, I have it. Sometimes I watch it during christmas sometimes i don't um it's just not as good as the original and honestly it just hurts how good the original is yeah it it really does and that's common with all sorts of not only tv shorts but movies as well right where they just try to milk it for for an extra buck or two and it ends up devaluing the original because of how crappy the the second one is all right number three uh mickey mouse the night before christmas 1933 well, from 1933, so and it's making it's Disney, so I'm assuming it's like kind of racist somehow, with it not being like full on racist. Oh, there's I... actually blackface in this. Oh yeah, okay. See, there you go. It's not yeah. even subtle racism. Okay, that's not like yes, blackface is wrong, but the reason why I hate this so much is because Santa is terrifying. What is okay? I'm gonna have to see. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to post an image uh, of that. Describe the Santa as best you can. Santa is like just going around the house and he's maniacally like talking. <laughs> because I guess they they couldn't I don't know. But and the way he's drawn, it's just very scary. Very scary Santa, a little bit of racism in there. That's what Disney did back in the day. Good old yeah. fashioned family racism. And now they just try and cover it up. Um and your last two so i i couldn't come up with uh two more i only have one more it's uh jack frost 1979 it's uh uh was it puppet uh animation or oh, uh, puppetry rather um i personally like uh the movie so i like frosty snowman i like frosty snowman and frosty returns and i also like that movie that most people hate uh jack frost um with michael keaton Right, the one that I always say to you, oh, isn't that that one Bruce Willis, but it's not Bruce Willis? Yeah. No, it's Michael Keaton. Um, yeah, uh, but this one, Jack Frost from 1979, I hate it. It's just, it's kind of, again, I don't mind puppetry movies, but it's just kind of off-putting. There's really no gotcha. substance to it. But yeah, I couldn't come up with a fifth one for a worst TV special. I don't, I guess I don't watch enough TV specials. Ah, that counts for two. Remember what we've said about our boy Jeff Dunham, if, you, if you're a ventriloquist? You're probably a weirdo. No, you are a weirdo, probably a molester. That's probably the way. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, that's it. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, my worst five, again, sticking mostly with uh, TV shows. There's a couple of shorts and stuff in here. Uh, the Christmas episode of King of the Hill where Bill is suicidal and, Kang- and Hank has to repeatedly stop him from killing himself. Nuh-uh. But I have to tinkle. Not on my watch. Uh, the one where Bill yeah. becomes Santa is dark humor. This is just dark. Uh, it's not funny. It's really, really depressing. Uh, it is. It's like grown up Charlie Brown, where yeah, Bill is sad, but he's so sad that he's going to take his own life. It is very, very, very dark. And uh, I, I typically skip this episode because it's just not very pleasing. I, I just makes me feel very, very sad. Um, the Office, a very rare bad Office. Uh, the one that I consider a uh, Moroccan Christmas 
um, where Michael tries to um, put Meredith into rehab for her alcoholism after she catches her hair on fire. It just see it like I know Michael's trying to do good, but like it's just again, it focuses on such a negative thing at Christmas time. And these things do happen, of course, but uh, it's just so. It's, I don't want to say cringy. It's just uncomfortable to watch. Um, yeah, not a fan of that one. Uh, season three of Community, the one where they join the Glee Club. And uh, it's, it's I kind need of to a, watch Community. You do need to watch Community. This one is weird, though, because it's, it's, a, it's meant to be bad and that it's a parody. It's like a, a parody of a Christmas episode of Glee. Um, like it's making fun of Glee, uh, but it's still really bad. Um, and not enjoyable to watch and very kind of uncomfortable. I remember one time I was watching it and uh, my dad came downstairs and there's a scene where Allison Brie, Annie is, is, um, you know, mock making fun of, uh, women in Christmas songs and that they're really, really stupid. Teach me how to understand Christmas. Show me how to open a box. It hurts my little head when I'm lying in my bed with visions of sugar plum socks. This a bit? Teach me how to understand Christmas. Do I trim the tree or the deer? And they and they and they have the mind of like a 13-year-old but who's also like sex-driven like uh, in songs like Santa Baby. So it's making fun of that. But if you walk into it with no context like my dad did and I'm sitting like <laughs> it was very uncomfortable and it's still even uncomfortable okay. to watch uh, in it's like person. a sex scene comes on the movie and then your parents just all just walk in at the same time what are you watching yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, it's not like it's not gross or anything it's making fun of something it's just very uncomfortable if somebody doesn't get it um this is one i always used to see on uh coming up next uh on on tv i don't know why and it's one of those ones that is just shoehorned in there for the sake of um a, definitely a money grab or, or something. And that's Shrek the halls, the Shrek Christmas. Uh, oh short. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate when they do that and they take, like you said, they, they just kind of leech off of something. Uh, they'll take, you know, a character like Shrek, a beloved character and they'll shoehorn it into a Halloween or a Christmas. It's like the character has no business being in it. You go and have yourself a Merry Christmas. Ebenezer Shrek and a bar humbug to you too but they just do it for the sake of doing it to try to, you know, the extra buck. Uh, and then my least favorite, I, I never actually got through watching that. Again, I'd see it on YTV um, pretty much every weekend leading up to at least one weekend in December leading up to Christmas. That's grandma got run over by a reindeer. Um, stupid song and <laughs> even stupider. I don't know. That's a word, but I'm just going to say it. Stupid it plot. It's it just a really dumb uh short um or special whatever you want to call it i can't stand that i've never been able to get through it uh and actually you know what there's one uh, when i was making this top five list um uh it was um a few days before we were recording this but just the the, the day before we were recording this uh, 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 that would be yesterday at this time um i was watching some of the family guy christmas episodes and there's one from a couple of years ago where Meg takes Stewie to see Santa. And for some reason, he's scared of Santa, which doesn't make any sense because he's never been before. So she takes Stewie 
and and holds Stewie and she's sitting on Santa's lap and he's like rocking her. He's like bumping his knee up and down and Meg has her first orgasm on Santa's knee and spends <laughs> the rest of the episode trying to find that Santa so she can replicate that moment. Sit right here, young lady. There you go, Stewie. Santa's no one to be scared of. He's kind and warm. He loves unconditionally and and he makes everyone feel so so Meg, what are you doing? You look like mom when she sits on the washing machine. It's really cringy. <laughs> it's and it's just a stupid episode in general because the side plot of yeah. of Stewie being afraid of Santa doesn't make sense because they've done episode where he's been wanting to meet Santa true uh, a lot so again yeah. really really dumb episode there so those are our our picks for our worst uh and best tv shows or tv specials now onto the movies now yep. you mentioned something that uh that is very very key when i think it comes to christmas you mentioned it for the christmas tree uh special from 93 and that's the nostalgia factor so when i am looking at what makes a good christmas movie what appeals to me there's a couple of things um there's, there's my top three things are these the, the nostalgia is key making me go back to a time uh you know when i was younger um those like i like i said the the, the simpsons marathons and stuff like that and the, you know spending time with my parents and and uh do you have a favorite that. christmas memory yeah i do actually like if i have to pick one um my mom one time this would have been uh 2003 so i would have been 11 and my mom put uh, an ornament on the tree uh, and I'd never, I didn't, I don't remember seeing it. And I remember she said, what is that? And obviously she knew what it was. And so I opened it and it was the first clue to a treasure hunt. And so my mom hid clues all around the house. There was like one in the spare bedroom, one in the microwave, one downstairs. Um, oh, where did she put it downstairs? She put one downstairs. There was a whole, basically all through the house. I came back upstairs to the couch that I was sitting on and underneath the couch, was uh, a pair of Leafs tickets for a couple of weeks later. Oh, um, nice. Like my, my mom would always do uh, interesting, fun stuff like that because she loved uh, Christmas morning to see my reaction more than anything. The year later, I remember she even put a picture of, um, she gave me a box and I opened the box and it was just a piece of, uh, I don't know if it was newspaper or from a catalog or something cut out. And it was of a, of a ping pong table. And I was like, what the heck? She's like, go downstairs. And sure <laughs> enough, there was a ping pong table downstairs um, that her and uh, I, uh, my dad uh, put together. So yeah, th th that's definitely my favorite Christmas moment. Um, so those type of movies that bring out that sort of feeling. Now, what's yours? You got to have one kind of like that, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, probably my best Christmas memory is the we have a tradition where uh, so someone, mm, there are two unwrapped gifts from Santa that are under the tree when you wake up Christmas morning. That's mm -hmm. what I grew up with as a kid. We put out mil milk and cookies and like a carrot for the reindeer. Um, that was like kind of our tradition growing up. And then Santa would leave us a gift each, my sister and I unwrapped. And the year I, I might be mixing up my Christmases, but I got a Buzz Lightyear on uh from santa and my sister got woody nice but then we what we got was we got n64 four controllers mario kart 64 and the whole family played that i kid you not for 10 hours straight oh man that is awesome to the point where 
I think my dad got up to go to the bathroom and this is before clocks were everywhere, like on your phone. No one, I, I don't think any of us wore a watch because my dad has like a heavy labor job. He doesn't like to wear a watch because it's going to get dirty, stuff like that. But he was like, it's 11 p.m. It's like we've been we've been playing this for like over 10 hours to the wow. point where like we all had like the B button imprinted on our thumbs. Right. We just, that was uh, that was the by far the my best christmas memory for sure oh isn't that awesome when you have those you're so happy and you're so enthralled in a game or a present i remember getting uh my playstation 2 and i had nhl i think it was 2002 uh and it wasn't actually on christmas but it was on new year's eve where my dad and my uncle and i we started playing that around i'm gonna say eight at night we took a break for a bit at midnight but then played it till like 3 30 in the morning um because we you're just having fun, right? Like those are the those are the memories. Those are the moments that you always want to remember. So when there are there are movies like that that bring out those sort of memories, um, definitely hit it for me. Uh, if if they can be relatable as well, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, nostalgic, but uh, just relatable. Like I'm I'm going to bring up one of my top five spoiler alert: A Christmas Story. Like when Ralphie is and his brother are walking to school, and yeah. you, know, you meet up with your friends, and it's snowy and it's cold. But you, you, that's just one of the things that you did. You, you met up with your buddies and you, know, you walked to school in all your big, heavy Christmas gear or winter gear uh, and you took it off. And, you know, you were there in school, but realistically you weren't there because in your head you were just counting down the minutes and the seconds until Christmas vacation started. Right. And then my last thing is that if it has a, is it has a good message, and I'm talk, talking about like a religious message or anything, I'm just talking about something that I already kind of um, touched on briefly. And that's enjoy your family and friends. Mm-hmm. take this time of the year uh to uh relish in that fact that you do have family and friends you never know life is crazy you never know what's going to happen on a day-by-day basis you could lose them the very next day so cherish those moments cherish those memories and be and nice don't to put your tongue on a pole and don't put your winter. tongue yeah on a uh, a pole and, and uh, I, stand up for yourself as well as in that movie um that's true yeah yeah yeah, yeah stand up. a lot of good messages in general in, in Christmas movies. So that's kind of what I look for. Um, and I guess why my list is the way it is, as, as you're going to see, uh, what are some of the things I I'm assuming those three are kind of in your overview of Christmas movies, but is there anything else that I, I didn't touch on that kind of hits it on the uh, nail for you as to why you like a certain movie? Uh, yeah, that pretty much hits it all. Yeah. Um, kind, of, kind of the big ones, right? Having some comedy in there really helps too. Like, I don't want the whole movie to be comedic, uh, but having some funny moments, like when uh, Ralphie's brother can't put his arms down, yeah, like, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and and those are moments that you can even see replicating in real life. Like you, you'd see that happening, and some of the things that happen, especially in some of the other movies, when the greater family, you know, uncles and cousins and stuff. Um, become involved because that uh, it, it happens. Those crazy things. And those are the stories that you tell for years and years and years. So without further ado, Shane, your top five Christmas movies. Uh, okay. So top five Christmas. So number one, and this is actually number one best Christmas movie for me is a Christmas story. Right. Right. Uh, I think it is a timeless, it captures everything that I think about, Christmas, which is like being a kid and being obsessed over a certain gift, which, you know, is the air rifle. But then them like the the movie kind of opens with them at the mall and they're looking at like the display. Um, I remember 
we would a, a tradition that we had growing up my family was we would go to the mall uh every year i think i may have mentioned this on um on i think episode one of the podcast i may have mentioned this uh mm-hmm. but yeah we would uh split off into groups buy each other's gifts and then switch and then you know we would do all our christmas shopping at the mall on one day when we would visit santa claus and all that and the christmas story just the whole vibe of the like the the dynamic of the family and everything it was just very relatable and then i think it's like it's the perfect christmas movie for me and you got to actually go to the christmas story house which i'm super super envious like i i can't wait to go there one day um hopefully it's still standing and i really want to buy um like a like a leg lamp (laughs) someone in my neighborhood had a leg lamp uh i think two years ago and they like obviously placed it in a window that everyone could see. I was so jealous. Those things are like 500 bucks. Uh, yeah, you, I know you can buy ornaments because I have one. I have yeah, the ornament. Looking, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have it in my tree right now. That is from Cleveland. The house is in Cleveland. I have but We should take a road trip in the summer. We should go there. Go check out a baseball game. And uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is also there. It's, it's like it's like a t- five-minute drive from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe a little bit longer. But it, I it, would it, love it to is, go. Yeah, the, the person who... So some person in the early 2000s, because the house was there, but it was like completely run down and gutted. They rebuilt the whole thing and turned it into a tourist attraction. So it's not going anywhere, um, anywhere soon, like and rebuilt it as faithfully. And you can like play with all the props. They encourage that. Oh, sounds it's, great. It, it's awesome. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas story. And it's it's interesting that 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 movie, while made in the 80s, takes place in like sometime in like the mid 30s. It's never really said but like mid to late 30s. And yet it still resonates, like you said, with being a kid around Christmas time. And that I think is a key as to why it has that charm. And it's so relatable that even though Ralphie is living in 19, you know, say 36 or something, you get what he's feeling in when, you know, when you were growing up in the late nineties, early two thousands, great movie. Fantastic. Number two. Soap blindness. Anyways. um, So national lampoon Christmas vacation I have in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's I think my favorite Christmas comedy uh, ever, I would say. Yeah, Chris, there's a lot of good Christmas comedies and there's another, there's a couple more on my list here, but that is king for sure. Uh, there's just so many quotable lines, like that's how I opened the podcast uh, was with the shitters full. Shitter was full. Um, <laughs> there's a... I don't know. Is this so many scenes? I think last year my ringtone was like, um, is the season to be merry? And then the she she responds is like, Oh, well that's that that that's my name. And he goes, Oh shit. Or like no shit. No shit. Like that yeah. that was my <laughs> that was my ringtone like last year. Um I love that movie. It's 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 another timeless uh movie. I would it's right up there with the Christmas story for me. Uh fantastic all around. Uh the the third movie for me is elf very cliche i will say um i know some people don't like elf because i can see how it's annoying it's always on it's uh i think people have done like i understand elf is everywhere it's like the cliche christmas movie every year but i like it uh the scene when they're doing like the snowball fight the whole like 
narwhal saying like good luck finding your dad or whatever like that's just or like uh goodbye buddy good luck <laughs> finding your dad um i just like it bye buddy hope you find your dad thanks mr narwhal it's a uh, it's cliche but i like elf and the uh again the netflix uh the movies that made us that whole little uh mini story on how it was actually made is great like the fact that they were they literally just went to new york and started doing like guerrilla filming like him just doing random things and that made it into the movie um great uh Rudolph. yeah when, when oh, sorry, uh, yeah. oh i was just gonna say yeah it is true when feral's out on the streets of new york interacting with people those aren't actors they that's actually happening like you're right they just went out and started shooting stuff and that that's what they captured. absolutely yeah um it's yeah, good no, very good it's a good one uh, very good that part of it that part of it is very good um and so is so is the uh the like the when he's leaving and stuff when my wife is leaving for work or i'm going out of the house um one of us will say in that low low tone like bye buddy uh just because i like that part uh from the movie but you're number four rudolph yeah rudolph rudolph the red-nosed reindeer uh you know again in the the line there is actually a plethora of these movies uh done with uh, puppetry um yeah rudolph for me was just a you know with santa claus coming to town as well uh those kind of two movies we would always watch but obviously rudolph is my favorite uh we watch it every year as a family and every year it gets more and more comedic we just continue to make fun of it more and more and more <laughs> and i look forward to watching it every year because we just at this point we're just ripping on it um it's like the no, irony the yeah, irony in that, yeah. that you're ripping on a movie that's about not ripping on people is pretty oh, good. absolutely like yeah and i got a, a buddy uh we don't really talk anymore but like every christmas i'll send him like uh, we're a couple of misfits song because that was like our our go-to song in college or whatever uh with uh with uh the elf and and rudolph singing that because he wants to be a dentist um but yeah, like the whole scene where it's like, no, this is man's work and like all this other stuff. It's oh, yeah. uh, it's very easy to rip into. Now, you can bet old Donner felt pretty bad about the way he had treated Rudolph. And he knew that the only thing to do was to go out and look for his little buck. Mrs. Donner wanted to go along naturally, but Donner said, no, this is man's work. Because um, like Santa is like, honestly an asshole in the movie uh, yeah he is he's mean to rudolph and he only cares about rudolph because he's in a situation where he needs him for work pretty much it's like oh sorry that you know everyone in the whole town was shit to you but uh we got a storm and you got that uh that birth defect so like can you can you <laughs> guide my sleigh tonight um and then, you know, the whole Bumble thing and pulling his teeth out. So then, like, I, I don't know. The, the whole thing is very uh, comedic for me now, uh, but it's still nostalgic because as a kid, I just really liked it for what it was, which was like kind of a, a heartwarming story that, you know, as I've watched it as an adult, it kind of gets funnier and funnier. Speaking right. of funny, Jingle All the Way. That's your number five. Jingle, this was tough. There's a, you know, there's a few other ones I, I'm still like kind of going back and forth. Maybe that should have been my number five, but uh, Jingle All the Way, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, you know, the the kid from episode one of Star Wars, uh, the yippee himself, um, you know, you, you know, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but uh, yeah, Star <laughs> Wars, Star Wars episode one, 
uh he's it's the same child actor i forget his name though but um yeah it's a that duo of of those two arnold schwarzenegger and uh, uh sorry what's his name again his name's um for who uh for for jingle all the way it's uh it's arnold schwarzenegger and um oh, phil hartman yeah, Phil Hartman, but then also Oh, uh, the Sinbad. Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad, Sinbad, yes. Yeah. Those three. How you know, how can you go wrong with a cast like that? And you and you didn't. Like it's it's a great movie. It's funny. Uh I actually I gave Nick the extended cut. Uh like if this is a movie that other people who are listening have watched it a bunch of times, if you if you can get your hand on the extended cut, um, it just switches it up a bit uh from you know the same movie you watch potentially every year or often some of the scenes um probably stayed cut for a reason um but yeah overall i love that movie so much uh i actually honestly i wouldn't mind buying a turbo man doll just to just like to, to, to you could just display it you can literally buy a turbo man doll but they're like a 100 bucks <laughs> yeah that's my it'd be, top five it'd be like the lamp leg it'd be kind of cool to just have in the house for the reference uh very neat um yeah there are some really weird yearly smith lisa is in jingle all the way in a deleted scene where she like thinks arnold schwarzenegger is hitting on her but he's really just trying to get the turbo man doll it's really weird and then there's like Belushi <laughs> and a bunch of santa clauses singing in the warehouse that also made like why why did anybody think that was a good idea it was it was cut uh rightfully so um good list good solid list this is a list we were heavily uh differential in our um top five TV and worst five TV. Uh, we're going to be pretty, pretty similar here in our top five. Uh, there's only three of our five, three of our five. We're similar on in uh, no particular for me, Christmas vacation. Um, again, this is one of those things where you can see members of your own family in Clark Griswold's family a little bit, maybe not to a T, but there are some characteristics. You might have that kind of hillbilly uncle or cousin, like cousin Eddie. You might have that crazy uncle um, or senile aunt, like aunt Bethany, uh, you know, maybe your dynamic of brother and sister kind of relationship was like, um, like, uh, Audrey and, uh, Russ, uh, there's, there's so much, there's so many great lines in that movie. It's, and it's funny because the vacation series really isn't that good. Uh, they, uh the first vacation movie is okay. European vacation is terrible. Vegas vacation is ass. Uh, but this one is just fantastic. Like they just, everything went well. The cast is great. Um, the writing is fantastic. And it's not too long. Like they, they somehow managed to fit everything, the lead up to Christmas, the Christmas Eve, everything that can go wrong does go wrong. It's just, uh, it's just absolutely fantastic. But that's kind of like family life when it comes to Christmas time. You just roll with the punches. Yeah, uh, pretty Christ- much. Yeah, pretty much. Right. A Christmas Story definitely up there. You pretty much already nailed why it's such a good movie because even as a kid in the '90s or 2000s, whatever, you can relate to Ralphie in the 1930s um, and that that hype. And that want for that almighty Christmas toy and the wait to, you know, go see Santa and tell Santa what you want and stuff like that. And, you know, just hoping you get that toy. And again, craziness that can happen during uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, like the bumpus hounds running through and destroying the turkey. Great scene. Uh, Jingle All the Way, also on my list. Um, Jingle All the Way is very hokey. It is kind of um, campy, but... I think I relate to it now because I can see myself. I think I relate to it in two ways. You can see yourself as Jamie wanting the toy, wanting the terrible man. But now as I get older and this will be my last Christmas before I become a parent, 
uh, I could see myself definitely in the future becoming Arnold Schwarzenegger where, you know, rushing around to, to just try and get that, that, that gift for your kid to see them light Absolutely. up on Christmas morning. And it is a good, it has a good message in the end as hokey as it is to be like, even after all the toys and stuff like that, uh, just make sure you're there, keep your promises to your family and, and cherish those moments with your family. So again, there's those common threads that you see we're, we're kind of bang on in those movies. Plus that movie has some great random ass one lines. Like I always yell, uh, like, you know, when Arnold's saying about Sinbad, when he gets the, the, the bouncy balls in the mall, he's like, he's got two, he's got two. And then the random guy just yeah, yells, yeah. get the mailman. <laughs> I'll yell that. I'll yell that a lot. And, uh, One of the best lines of all time in any movie when um, uh, Phil Hartman's covered in eggnog and he comes to get his kid Johnny and uh, and uh, he goes, "Look, uh, uh, um, Jamie's dad is Turbo Man," and he go- and uh, he goes, "Come on, let's get out of here, Johnny." And then just yeah. Johnny is just going, "Dad, you smell like barf." Johnny, what's going on here? Look, Jamie's dad is Turbo Man. Let's get out of here. Daddy, smell like barf. Oh, yeah. just like just a fantastic line. <laughs> um, but my other two might surprise you a little bit. Uh, number one or number four, I guess overall, uh, the Family Man uh, from 2000, mm. the Nicholas Cage, and I kind of like that one because it shows the great stuff that you will be missing out. Tearjerker of a movie. It can be, it can be, but it's also a really good, a uh, sentimental movie in that you know you can be a rich person with a family and those golden moments in life. You know, you don't have to have a Ferrari or something like uh, uh, Jack Jack Campbell, Nicolas Cage's character, does in the movie. Uh, you can just be, you know, a, a family guy, and and those, there's some amazing moments in life that will just warm your heart um, as a family man. And I just like that because it's a very uh, sentimental movie. And then uh, the, the first Santa Claus um, with uh, Tim Allen, and uh, you know what? It, it's kind of fun when you're a kid to believe in um, yeah, uh, Santa. the whole, yeah. in, in the whole uh, story of Santa. I can't wait to share it with my, with my kids growing up. It's so much fun. And that movie kind of lets you f- go back to that magic of Santa Claus and, and uh, you know, maybe trying to catch a peep of him as you're, uh, you know, late at night going to the bathroom quickly on Christmas Eve or. Yeah. Or, or you like might, that. you know, think that you hear, you know, uh, reindeer footsteps on your roof, stuff yeah. like that. That, it kind of brings back those type of warm memories, and and uh, that's why I think I love the Santa Claus. Now, the Santa Claus Two is passable. Santa Claus Three is straight garbage. The Santa oh, Claus show that's terrible. Oh yeah, the Santa Claus show that just came out on Disney Plus. I got about four minutes into it before I turned it off because it's also very very bad. Now we overlapped pretty well on our top five. Let's finish it off with our worst, our, our top five worst Christmas movies of all time. Shane, take it away. Uh, okay, so there is a Christmas horror called Jack Frost from 1997. Right. Uh, now, mind you, it's one of those almost so bad it's good. That's why I'm saying this first. Um, it's honestly kind of funny, but uh, it's really bad, too. It's just a killer snowman. Really poorly done. Uh, it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's one of those movies where... The, the horror aspect of it, I guess. It's kind of like, you ever see Rubber with the tire that goes around killing people? And it's uh, just no, like, but I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it sounds like that, but with a snowman. Uh, Home Alone 4. 
yeah. was that that I think one that came like out? Six of them now, but yeah, was that that one that came out in twenty twenty one with the smarmy looking kid? Uh, no, I think that you're thinking Home Alone five. Oh, I know there's a lot yeah. of them. Anyways, pretty much anything after Home Alone two sucks. I just yeah. chose four. Uh, it could have been five. It could have been three. Uh, yeah, terrible. Like they're just milking it. You know, Straight first mil- two milking. movies are good. Yep. Yeah. They're just milking that teat dry. There's just a couple little drops in that teat, and they are just scrummaging for it. Yep. Speaking oh, yeah. of milking, uh, I wasn't sure to go with the movie that just came out for this, but arguably, I think this is worse. A Christmas Story two. Now, are you saying Christmas Story two or a Christmas Story Christmas? Because there are. There- uh, Christmas Story 2 with, um, not the one that recently came out, but the, the, the sequel to A Christmas Story. Well, we're yes. kind of, yeah, it's absolutely terrible. Uh, it, it was between that and the one that just came out, A Christmas Story Christmas, but I think 2 is worse. Uh, I haven't seen 2 because I know what it's going to be. I know I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. I yeah, tried to give Christmas it. Story Christmas a chance also very bad um yeah when again that's one of those ringing that chamois for that there it's a it's a movie of belt nostalgia playing on your nostalgia or maybe i got that wrong but but you get what i'm trying to say is that they're trying to they're trying to bring back your nostalgia for that first movie and it just has none of the charm uh and this is i think the worst christmas movie of all time i'm about to say and i would like to hear someone make a argument otherwise but mixed nuts with steve martin is has a star-studded cast like it's got john stewart uh adam sandler rob reiner julia lewis uh robert clen uh like they they got a lot of good people for this uh for this movie but it is absolutely terrible the plot is the events focus around a crisis hotline business on one crazy night during the christmas holiday so it's a it's like i think it's a i think it's a suicide hotline or is something supposed like to be that funny i've never even heard of this movie for one but is this supposed to be like a dark humor it's supposed to be a comedy drama romance it is absolutely oh. terrible it is the worst christmas movie of all time and it has a star-studded cast. That sounds. Um, that sounds. Pr- I've never even heard of that movie. It's interesting. I've never heard of it, but that sounds like they were trying to do too much at once. Like they're, oh, we're gonna be funny, but we're also gonna be like kind of edgy and dark. But we're also gonna. I see, have it you know, if you want to give it a go. I, no, it's, I, I, uh, I, I, that description. Bad. No, that description turns me right off. That sounds really, really dumb. Um, yeah, very, very dumb. Okay, I, I, uh, I can see where you're going with that already. Um, now here are my. Top five. All right. You want some controversy or not controversy? Because some might agree with me. Right sure. Uh, my top five worst, um, not in any particular order, but Elf. I yeah, hate Elf I had, for the passion. <laughs> I hate this movie. The only good part is the buy buddy. And when they're on the streets of New York, the the movie, like the premise is so stupid. I don't understand what is what it is about Elf that uh, people enjoy. Like, like, what is it? Is it Will Ferrell acting so over the top that, like, it's too over the top that you it actually makes it good? Because the the overall story is just stupid, and um, 
you know, I know my father alone likes it because he goes, oh, you know, it reminds you to keep your Christmas spirit. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess kind of at the end it does, but it's not funny. I don't understand where the humor in this movie comes from because it's just, it's just so stupid. I can't wrap my head around it. Um, <laughs> no, next one, Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of this movie. I can't get through the whole thing. This movie is so bad that my wife's family actually, they, they gave it a try. And after about half an hour, my father-in-law took the DVD out, snapped it in half and threw it in the garbage because he said no person should ever have to watch that again, even Oof. by accident. Um, I have not seen that one. I've seen parts of it. It's not funny. It's it's like they're, oh, we're going to try to crash in a, or cash in a Christmas vacation and just have Eddie in there with any, you know, just have Eddie be Eddie for like an hour and a half. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I can't get through it. Um uh, there's a tie for my third because I can't stand in a Christmas movie when out of nowhere, there's just relatives of Santa who get thrown into the mix. And so my, uh, on this Fred Claus and Noel, um, Fred Claus with Vince Vaughn and Noel with Anna Kendrick. I can't stand when they shoehorn like out of nowhere, Santa's got a brother and his brother has to take or Santa has a sister and now his sister has to take over. It's like where in the story of Santa has the, these people ever been mentioned before like it's just it's just so stupid it's like i was gonna watch that one for the first time this year actually which one fred or uh, fred claus oh fred claus i can't stand fred claus oh damn and, oh, i wonder if i'll get through it or not um and like oh i cannot stand it it's it's just like they ran out of ideas for anything creative like oh okay what's next oh we did fred claus but well, let's go with like his nephew or his his golden retriever now has to take over which i'm probably sure exists in one of those like Santa buddies, dog movies or something. Um, next up Christmas with the cranks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis have no chemistry as a husband and wife. The storyline no, is unbelievable. just, the storyline is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it, it really, it, I guess like there are some aspects of it you could relate to as a family, but it's like the worst possible ones that you don't want to relate to. Like, driving yourself crazy with, by going on a trip, at, uh, you know, during the Christmas season. It's like, first of all, I don't want to do that during the Christmas season. So why would I care about them? You know what I mean? Um, just, and yeah, horrible acting in general. And my <laughs> last one on this list, uh, because it's barely a Christmas movie and it like, it, it's such a niche part of Christmas. And that's the decoration part is deck the halls with Matthew Broderick uh, and yeah. Danny DeVito. That movie is pure steaming goat shit. And my wife will never, she says she will never ever watch it again. She hates it that much. I have watched it once. I will also never watch it again because it's like, it, again, it brings, it's the worst part of Christmas. It's like being outside and freezing while decorating, which always sucks. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, like, it's just, it's just such a, like the competitive spirit about like yeah neighbor versus neighbor uh, neighbor versus neighbor but but that's not what christmas is about and no it's it's not even it's barely a christmas movie it just happens to take place in the winter in december i guess before christmas terrible movie now to end off uh on this episode here it's i find it interesting that not one of us in our top five or worst five mentioned either home alone one or two you kind of brought it up but home alone one or two um either the cartoon or live action Jim Carrey Grinch or mm. any of the Christmas carols. And now that I'm saying that I probably should have included Muppets Christmas Carol because Michael Caine is fantastic in that. <laughs> um, thoughts on those three real quick to end it off. My Grinch name is Michael Caine. 
Sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, Grinch. Great actor. Grinch, Christmas Carol, and uh, Home Alone. They didn't make it into either of our lists. Why? Why not? Why do you think? Um, you know, had it been more than five, I probably would have. Yeah. So I guess technically the original Grinch is not, is it, would you call that a TV special? Yeah, um, I guess it's more of a special. Yeah. Cause it's only like 20 minutes long. Um, I love actually all three Grinch movies. Uh, even the, like that's including the new one from Illumination, the guys who do, uh, uh, Despicable Me. Um, is that the one with Benedict Cumberbatch is the Grinch? That one's all you right. know. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah probably right. something like that. But yeah, I, I I thought that was good too. I'm just a fan of the whole Grinch story. Uh, Jim Carrey for me will always be like uh, live action Grinch forever. If even if they do like to me, he's the embodiment of like how I feel like the Grinch actually is. I thought he did a great job. Uh, the reason why I didn't make my top five, I guess, is just that I thought the other movies were more uh, nostalgic for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up watching the original Grinch. I grew up watching uh, Jim Carrey Grinch and then kind of later found the original, which I continued to watch. Uh, right. So okay. you also asked about Home Alone? Yeah, first two Home Alones. First two Home Alones. Um, Home Alone 1 is great. And honestly, in the past four years, it's gotten better due to that Donald Trump scene, I think. Like now we can look to that and be like, oh, yeah, that guy did some stuff. that's always a topic of uh discussion whenever that scene comes up uh but yeah that movie's been great and honestly the sequel i think might be one of the best christmas sequels ever um the second one's good uh yeah they did a good job not as good as the first one but yeah i uh why wasn't it in my top five i'm not sure because i watch it every year it's just it couldn't break if I had I might if I had to switch it out with something, I'd switch it out with Elf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Christmas Carol. Any any version of uh, oh, Christmas Carol? so many versions. Uh, I love how Simpsons actually makes fun of that. It's like, oh, my God, they're showing me my future. I'm so fat. The uh, they do the the Star Trek um, gag. I forget which Chris, uh, Simpsons Christmas episode that is, but they're making fun of how everyone does a Christmas Carol. I just saw the greatest cartoon of all time. It was about a miser who was visited by three ghosts at Christmas. And get this, he learns a lesson. Dad, what you saw was A Christmas Carol. It was written by Charles Dickens 160 years ago. Yeah, TV writers have been milking that goat for years. Reform, Ebenezer Urkel. You have alienated everyone who loved you. Did I do that? Report, Mr. Solo. Captain, there appears to be some sort of spirit from an Earth holiday past. Mr. Scott, fire photon torpedoes. That's no use, Captain. He's showing visions of me future. God, I'm so fat. I said fire. That last one looked kind of good. My my mother loves the original. Like the original, original black and white one. The one with Alistair Sim. Um, by the way, no one uh, mentioned... Uh, um, uh, shoot. Uh... It's a Wonderful Life, which a lot ah, of people love that movie. I hate that movie. Every time a bell rings. Anyways, oh. um, yeah, a lot of people love that movie. But uh, I guess The Christmas Carol has been so like overdone that it's... it Technically, the it was in one of my top fives. It was a, a Flintstone Christmas Carol 1994. 
was uh, in my top five for TV show episodes. But in terms of movies, um, like I'll watch it. Uh, Muppets was good. You did mention Muppets Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I guess I'm kind of bored of the story. Uh, yeah, I did sense. just watch the Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell called Spirited. And that was basically, that is a Christmas Carol. Uh, but it's a musical. I actually, I kind of enjoyed it. Very surprising that uh, Will Ferrell isn't a musical in the words enjoy came out of your mouth right there. But uh, for me, Home Alone, like Home Alone 2 isn't really a Christmas movie in my book. Um, uh, I know it is, but for me, it just doesn't really feel like it. It's not bad. Um, Home Alone 1 will always have the the, the charm of it. I love, um, uh, what's it, Marv? What the hell is his name in real life? Um, I always forget his name, but the, the scream he does from the tarantulas on his face is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's very close. It would deserve honorable mention. Uh, oh, Marv, right? Same as Marv? Yeah, Marv, yeah. Um, but I forget his real name, the actor's real name. I can never remember what it is. Uh, when it comes to the Grinch, uh, I did grow up with the cartoon Grinch first, and I did like the. I still do. I like the Jim Carrey Grinch. I thought he did a pretty good job, and there, there's only really so much you can do because, like you said, it's a 20, what, 20 minutes, 25 minutes to turn it into a movie. And I kind of liked the backstory that they gave with the Grinch and why he is the way he is. Um, I thought Jim did the best with what he and overall they did the best with what they they could do And the Benedict Cumberbatch version is pretty good too. It's very close to the top five. Uh, I'd say it's probably around like six or seven somewhere in there. And then when it comes to Christmas Carol, you're right. There's so friggin' many. There's the original black and white one. Then the one with uh, George C. Scott, which isn't bad. And then the Muppets is my favorite one. Cause I love the songs in it. Michael Caine is fantastic. Uh, when he hucks the wreath, the little rabbit guy singing outside of his store, it's just brilliant. That had to have been improv because you can't write it's something writing, that funny. Man. It's a funny. Oh, no, they didn't write movie. that. They didn't write that part. That's improv. That's too funny to write. And uh, <laughs> but there are some really crappy versions. Like when, like you said, every friggin show has to do one. The Scrooge yes. one. Scrooge with Bill Murray is absolute. That's all another steaming pile of goat shit. That's a, that's an honorable mention for my. Oh, I kind of like that one, though. We Ooh, differ on that. Uh, yeah. oh, I don't like that one. I thought Bill Murray kind of phoned it in on that one. I uh, wasn't a big fan. But yeah. That's uh, that's kind of it. That's our Christmas episode. That's our our views, and you can kind of see where we're going. Heavy on. I, the I have a controversial question though for you before okay. we wrap up. Last question here. It's, I'll give it to you. What is? Is it? Die Hard a Christmas movie? Hell no, it's not. It's not. It's a not. I don't care that it takes place on Christmas Eve. It has absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. It literally just takes place in December. That doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Um, no, it, it's a pretty good movie. Like it's, it's not bad. It's not one of the, it's not as good as people say it is, but um, it's definitely not a Christmas movie. Your take. Oh, it's a, it's a Christmas movie. All right. It's if you have a, movie. if you have Christmas music going on through basically the whole, uh, the whole movie, you can't convince me it's uh it's not. And it's like, it's a winter setting. It's just a Christmas action movie. It's just not a, in my opinion, it's uh it's a Christmas action movie. It's not a heartfelt uh, Christmas movie at all. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's got the makings of a Christmas movie in there no, for sure. For me, maybe, but the move, the movie came out in the summer of, uh, whatever, 89 or 1990, whenever it came out, there's no way it's a Christmas movie. Um, well, yeah, we'll I guess it's up there with Iron Man three and like lethal weapon. Sure. Um, we'll, stuff we'll, like that. uh, we'll leave that to our listeners there. Uh, so get at us at Simpsons underscore EBE. Um, I want to hear your 
your top five lists, uh, your worst five list is Die Hard a Christmas movie, which is basically is the hot dog a sandwich for the movie genre. So get at us with that. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I've had a lot of fun just um, talking about our favorite Christmas memories and TV shows. I'm going to have to go watch a lot of them because while we're recording this, there's only about a week and change left until yeah, until Christmas by the time this. Yeah. When this comes out, there'll only be a couple of days left till Christmas. So uh, make sure you get in all your favorite episodes and movies because it does uh, go by quickly. Shane, give us the old, uh, give us the old quick plug before we go out. Yeah. So uh, if you want to join the conversation, talk to us, follow what we're up to when a new episode drops or whatever, uh, follow us on Simpsons underscore EBE on Twitter. Uh, Nick, is uh runs that he does polls he interacts with fans uh that's the best way to get notified whenever we uh drop a new episode as well um most of you are listening to us on spotify if you could rate us on spotify and follow us uh, that helps out quite a bit or whatever platform you're on if you want to rate us and follow us uh that's something simple you can do that helps out the show if you want to uh donate a couple bucks to nick and i um you can do so by clicking that link under the description called buy me a coffee. All that is, is uh, you can donate a couple bucks to uh, Nick and I and we'll, we'll buy like a Christmas hot chocolate or something. Uh, if not, we do release two new episodes every Friday, every single Friday. Uh, and there, this, this episode is going to be released on a Wednesday and you, you bet your bottom dollar. There'll be two more. We're going to take a little bit of a break through the, uh, through the Christmas holiday there and come back at you. Uh, in January, but that's a good, uh, you know what? I haven't had a hot chocolate yet this December. So I'm going to go make a hot chocolate now. Um, best wishes, be- yeah, best wishes. Absolutely. Here. I'm, happy I'm holidays. So, so yeah. happy for my hot chocolate here. Yes. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, have a great time with your family uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and have fun celebrating whatever it is, uh, whatever denomination you celebrate like crazy, like crazy. Krusty said, um, have a, let's see if I can get this right. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, tip top tet, uh, <laughs> quasi Kwanzaa, and a solemnly dignified Ramadan. Enjoy Absolutely. the holiday season, everyone. Take care. Thanks for joining us in this one. We'll be back with some more Simpsons. Shane, play us out with whatever is in your Christmas heart. or would ever receive. Gradually, I drifted off to sleep, pranging ducks on the wing and getting off spectacular hip shots. (laughs) 